How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We're chatting with Dan Kurtz, as promised, from MyKBO.net. Obviously, the world has turned their attention to South Korea and the KBO. We are very, very familiar with the league, with Jung Ho Gung uh, coming to Pittsburgh and playing for the Pirates for a handful of seasons back in 2015. But uh, we will talk about Jung Ho Gung coming up here in just a moment. But, uh, Dan Kurtz, uh, your life has changed. Uh, South Korea has changed. Uh, the Korean baseball organization has changed so drastically considering the appetite for baseball and now ESPN striking a deal with the KBO to bring games, albeit at, at the wee hours in the morning here to the United States. Uh, first off, thanks so much for being with us. And Dan, how have things changed for the KBO here over the last week or so? Well, thank you for having me on. I can tell you that the KBO uh, interest has skyrocketed here in the United States, at least, by hundreds, thousands of schools. And that's whether it's from just the person that wanted to have pro baseball back, just wanted to have sports, live sports on, or that's from everything from daily fantasy players that wanted live sports, or just people that were just interested in finding out that there is a league in Korea and what kind of baseball to play over there. So the interest here in the United States has skyrocketed because of that deal with ESPN. And we'll continue to see that, you know, the week through the rest of the, through the rest of the year, as they promised to have the have the week shown on their TV stations up till the Korean series. So we're going to see how many fans still stay with it when the other sports, hopefully here in North America, will be coming back online. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Dan Kurtz has appeared on ESPN uh, as part of the coverage uh, of the KBO, and he's with us right now on Bucko Talk on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. And I uh, couldn't help but notice that uh, there was an opening day starter for one of the uh, Korean teams, and that's former Pirate Nick Kingham. Uh, that's one of the big signs for um, for Korea here. So so what do you have on, on Nick Kingham, and, and how big a news was that? And what what do folks expect from the former Pirate? As with any other foreign player, so each KBO team is allowed to sign three foreign players, and starting this year, they're allowed to have three foreign players playing on the field at the same time. But so there's ten teams in the league. You got three foreign players. That's thirty foreign guys. They're all all those thirty guys are expected to be your top stars. But then when you sign somebody like Nick Kingham, top prospect in the major league with your Pirate, he's coming over. There is high expectation on him to be their ace. The SK Wyverns lost Kwon Hyun Kim to the St. Louis Cardinals this last year. Previous to that, they had Merrill Kelly. He's come to the he's since come to the major leagues and gone to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Nick Kingham is kind of no pressure. Come on over and do the same thing for us, and maybe maybe you do well. You're going to be going back to the majors as well. So there are some high expectations by the Wyverns fans for him and just around the league. I have him as one of the 
one of the big-name signings for this season of the new guys that are coming over. Uh, Dan Kurtz is our guest here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Um, outside of, uh, of the coronavirus, Dan, the, the KBO has also gained traction over the last few years. Uh, you know, I, I think Gung was, was the big trailblazer. Um, so, so aside from that, you, you've got Trey Hillman managing one of the teams, a former Royal skipper, a, a longtime bench coach at the big league level. Uh, there's a number of players that, that are uh, coming from Major League Baseball and taking refuge in the Korean League. And I think the quality of plays, it's safe to say, has really increased over the last, let's say, five to, to six years. Do I have that right? You're exactly right. I've been following the league for 20 years, and the quality of play has just gone up immensely on the field. And you've even seen that on, on the international tournaments that Korea's been sending their players to, like the WBC, the Olympics in 2008. They've done well in the WBC. They won gold. Even their little league teams have been improving on the field. And so that we saw them up at Williamsport just the other year, you know, winning and coming in second place the following year and stuff like that. So baseball as a whole has started to become really, really uh increased exposure in Korea, so that's making more, more kids want to play, and that's, you know, calling the talent level to be much higher. And so the KBO League in the last five to ten years has just gone gone light, light years ahead of what it used to be, and you had Hyunjin Ru, he got to the Dodgers, now he's on the Blue Jays. You've had Jung-ho Kang come trailblaze over to the, your Pirates, and you've had Jung-ho Park, you've had Sun-Soo Kim to the Orioles. You've had quite a handful of KBO guys that, Previous years, 20 years ago, you would have never heard of these guys coming over to the major leagues and striking a deal. And largely that's because at least the, the narrative was uh, Dan, is we're chatting with Dan Kurtz, so you could give him a follow at MyKBO. Uh, MyKBO.net is his website, and he's contributed to the national coverage uh, with, with ESPN of the Korean Baseball Organization. The narrative when, when Jung Ho was about to come over to the Pirates and the, the, the Bucks had won the posting bid for him um, was that it was a, a league that was equivalent to A in the United States. Is it still at that level, or is it now a triple-A? Or, or what do you equate the quality of baseball, since you mentioned that it's it's improved? Uh, what is it like right now in 2020? Sure, and, and this is always a hard part, and I've seen even talent evaluators go back and forth, because it's to do a direct comparison, because you see some, like, just for an example, you see some of the foreign players that were major league starters come over and actually, you know, come to the KBO and then, they only last half a season. They don't get adjusted to it. Is that to say it's you know better than the major league? No, it, it, it's not. It's just the way. It's just two different baseball cultures and the way the guys fit. But right now, if you want to just the easy answer is it is on a good day. It could be up to triple A level. On a very bad day, it could be down to the low low double A A level. It's because of the talent pool on a on a roster that they're pulling from is about. 60 to 70 high schools only each year that Korean teams are able to draft from. So it's a very small talent pool. Uh, the, the rosters are thin. So on one team, you may have a Jung Ho Kang. You may have a Hyun Jin Ru, a major, you know, major league quality starting players. And on that same team and in that same lineup, you might have a 20-year-old outfielder that probably wouldn't make it in rookie ball or should be assigned to rookie ball on that same game in the same lineup. So uh, a lineup over there can vary to have Major League starters, such as a Nick Kingham on the mound with a guy, you know, that might not be in rookie ball here in the United States. So it can vary. It can go. It can vary all over the place. But on, on the most part, I'd say it's between double A and triple A. And, you know, if there's like a two and a half, <laughs> two and a half A's, it's probably right about there in between that same level. No, that's a good way of putting it, Dan. Uh, how is 
so so we remember Jung Ho Gung coming over as just uh, one of the biggest stars in South Korean sports history, perhaps. Is is the king of the KBO in that league, Dan? Are they the king of the sporting world in that country? Can you kind of really encapsulate, say, what Nick Kingham has the potential of becoming? And I ask that question because, and I'm sure you're watching it because you're you're based stateside here in, in in California on the on the on the West Coast. You know, you watch the Last Dance and you really learn to appreciate Michael Jordan and his stardom and and how big of a deal he was. Can you draw a comparison to the players of the KBO, the stars of the KBO, relative to the country, what their star power actually is? Sure. Well, I'm going to give it a, a two-fold answer. So for the Korean players, such as Jung Ho, I was actually living in Korea at the time when he was playing for your Pirates and when he was just breaking out and you know gaining fans in Pittsburgh and around the league for his style of play and his, his bat and everything. Uh, the very next season, or even halfway through the season, I'm walking through the... Uh, through the streets of Seoul, and on the New Era Cap store, there is, he was the face of New Era Cap. He was all over the store. His face his face is plastered on the outside. I even have a picture of it. Uh, you know, I took a picture of it just because I was like, wow, he's become the face of you know, Korean baseball over, you know, in Korea itself, along with him and Hyunjin Ru were at the time. They were just, their faces were just plastered all over. Then, if you want to take a guy that's a foreign player that's only in the KBO at the time, Eric Baines, he came over to Korea. He had enormous seasons hitting home runs. He was so recognizable on the streets because, one, he's the non-Korean player. He had a big beard. Um, he stuck out. He was huge. He could not – he had, like, basically, like, paparazzi following him, just everything, he, little thing that he did. If it wasn't paparazzi, it was fans just hounding him. And he has said in interviews previously that, you know, that took him aback because all of a sudden you're going from maybe a minor league or, you know, a fringe – fringe MLB player to all of a sudden you're the star of the team. So Nick Kingham has the opportunity to come over, pitch well, not only have just baseball eyes on him, but have the eyes of the country on his team. If he's able to lead SK to another championship, which they last won in 2017, if he is instrumental to come in and replace all their, their two top pitchers the last two years, if he's able to do that again, he has a big marketing opportunity to be like, hey, this is you know, I'm Nick Kingham. I am the best pitcher in the in the major. I mean, in the KBO. So I mean, there is a market untapped for some of these guys, especially the foreign players, simply because they stick out because they're not they're not Korean, and also they're only one of thirty within the league. Dan Kurtz is with us uh, here on Bucko Talk Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. So that brings us uh, to Jung Ho Gung, and uh, we'll have more coming up with Dan when we return, so do stay with us. You're listening to Bucko Talk Saturday morning here in the Steel City. We'll talk about the former Pirate and maybe what is next for him on uh, this Saturday morning. Stay with us. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. And we welcome you back to Bucko Talk. Uh, we continue our conversation with Dan Kurtz from MyKBO.net. Obviously, a lot of folks have uh, really jumped on board with the Korean baseball organization with their deal uh, that ESPN has aired some of their games, albeit overnight or in the uh, very early morning hours. Folks have gotten up and, and folks have really taken it all in and they've embraced uh, any form or fashion of live sports. And this is essentially it. Uh, Dan has covered the KBO for uh, over 20 years. Uh, he's contributing to ESPN's coverage. He already has, and he's kind enough to join us uh, here on the program. So obviously uh, the, the KBO is, is old 
old hat to Pittsburghers, and a lot of Pirate fans, Dan, know uh, all about the KBO. And uh, relative to, I think, the other 29 teams, fans in Major League Baseball. Jung Ho Gung, one of the biggest stars to come over here uh, to Pittsburgh when they won the, the, the bidding in, back in 2015. He had a terrific rookie campaign. Obviously, Chris Coughlin takes him out on the slide, uh, alters his career in many respects uh, with, with that horrific leg injury that, that he suffered here. Uh, he goes back to South Korea, and things go sideways. Obviously, he runs afoul with the law. Uh, he, he has a third DUI, uh, and everybody well uh, documented the drama uh, and his return here to, to, to Major League Baseball a season ago, which... Uh, did not go well to the point where the Pirates had to cut ties with him. He eventually signs a minor league deal with the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, and he's no longer in the Milwaukee Brewers organization. Dan, as we understand it, he's back uh, home in South Korea. So give us the latest on Jung Ho Gung. Uh, yes, uh, I'm assuming that he is back home. I guess he could be living elsewhere and have his agency do this. So basically what happened is just the other week it came out in Korean news that um, Jung Ho Gung uh, applied to the KBO office to have his voluntary retired status uh, removed so that he could become an active player. Now, he, he was not retired, but as soon as he was posted, um, the league rules stipulate that as soon as you are posted, that player becomes, quote, retired within the KBO. For him to have any chance at coming back to be an active KBO player, he had to then change that status to become an active status so that he is now active. The, the catch in that is that, yes, he, he applied that paperwork, but his team, the heroes, who are now known as the Kiwoom heroes, had not heard from him about this change because what's going to happen is because he was posted by the heroes, the heroes still technically own his rights within the league. So he would have to make a deal with the heroes to even become a, a signed KBO player. And then a caveat to that is, before he's even being signed, I'm assuming Kiwoom's going to want to want, ask the league uh, excuse me, KBO, what kind of punishment are we looking here for, you know, his previous DUIs, which happen to be at least three that are registered within Korea? Um, and most likely, I mean, there's been talks in the media and among fans themselves, they, that punishment could go up to three years. So we have a 33-year-old guy coming back to the league um, that has maybe shown remorse now, and people are trying to determine whether that, you know, he, he's gotten married, he's changed his life around, supposedly. Um is this the true Jung Ho Kong, or is he going to revert back to his cell? You know, is he, does he deserve a one-year punishment, a two-year, three-year? It's going to be interesting to see what happens when this does happen. The first thing he has to do is then, now I would assume, reach out to the, to the heroes themselves and just see what they can do. And maybe he already has, and now the heroes are reaching out to the league going, if we sign this guy, uh, what kind of punishment are we looking at? And then they're maybe looking at what kind of PR are we going to have against us here in the, in the land. So, yeah, Dan Kurtz is with us. Um, now, let's get into some speculation here, because you mentioned three years is the maximum punishment, considering uh, the transgressions of Jung Ho Gung uh, years ago uh, with DOI. He already served his, his time, literally, uh, with the Korean law, obviously through Major League Baseball. Um, so he, he still is not out of the woods yet, and he's looking at a circumstance where he could potentially be 36 years old. And in that case, you would think his career, for all intents and purposes, is over but that's up to uh, now so let's let, let's go into this I mean do you think that the, the league would take him back do you think that the league would considering that the opportunity that they have before them here with you know the the state the global stage that they are on 
Do you think that circumstances would allow him to come back sooner, or are, are they they're pr- pretty principle oriented, as I understand? So uh, you you don't see him getting off easy here, do you? I do not see him getting off easy here. And just for an example, there was a, a he wasn't a star, but a player for the Samsung Lions, a veteran player, about 34 years old, 35 years old. He got a DUI last year. He just all of a sudden, before he even got his punishment, he just simply retired. Why? Because he said that he brought shame to his family. He's saving face, and he's just like, I'm, I'm ashamed of what I've done. It was his first DUI. He had never been in trouble before then, and he just cut his career short, KBO career short. He's done. He just retired. Jung Ho Kang, if he were to come back and become active in the, in, in, the, in the eyes of the league, he has a lot of mending fences, basically. Not only just with the team and the, and the league itself, but, I mean, the players just and, 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 the, and the fans on the outside just going, hey, you had this incredible chance to go to Pittsburgh. You were, you were hitting 21 home runs in the 2016 season. I mean, what, you, you did it all. What happened? And now you're back here trying to play for us? Like, do we really want you back? And that's kind of the back and forth that I've read among Korean fan communities and even in the press. They're going like, do we want this kind of PR nightmare back in our, you know, in our land? And now with ESPN now covering it more, you guys going to be following it especially you know from pittsburgh just to see what happened i mean i'm my guess is the league and team is going are, do we want this kind of pr nightmare basically right now or are we going to just push it back because right now the only news that came out was literally that he just applied for that status change which is just a piece you know just a piece of paper move here and then that's been all there's been kind of follow-up on that nothing nothing updated since then so i think everybody's just kind of going uh let's focus on the upcoming 2020 season, the pandemic, and we'll come back to him. How is he going to be? Let's assume, Dan, that he, he never plays another game again uh, in the KBO. How is he remembered? Is he a, a Hall of Famer? Is he one of the greatest players of all time? If Jung Ho Gung is walking down the street, um, wh- wh- what is the reaction going to be like to, to, to him by fans there? By Korean fans, my... my... My take on it would be they kind of say, you wasted your chance. And we don't feel exactly bad for you because it's not like it was one DUI. It's not just two DUIs. It was three DUIs amongst some other things, you know, that came up possibly, you know, some other charges that were dropped and stuff like that. Um, They're basically thinking you had your chance and you ruined that. And not only did you bring shame upon yourself as, 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 you know, a person, but I mean, everybody around Pittsburgh and even the major league was like, this is, you know, this guy is great. Wow. What other kind of talent do they have out of coming out of Korea? And then to do that, they're, they're worried about how their image is within Pittsburgh, within the United States, within major league fans. Where they're like, well, what do other KBO players do? Do they act the same way? Or like, so they're very conscious of how they are appearing outwardly as well. So that will have a lot of play on how he's received when he comes back, because I don't see a lot of people forgiving him very easily in my in my extensive my kbo uh, community group on facebook among their their fans from all over the world mostly english speaking a lot of american major league fans their their attitude is dude we don't want you back in the kbo either you had your chance you messed up that's hmm. uh, uh, that's uh, pretty cut and dry right there uh no gray area as we chat with dan kurtz uh you can follow him on twitter at my kbo uh, if you missed any of this interview certainly our radio.com rewind feature you can pick it up from the start uh, this is part two of that interview here on bucko talk uh, so uh you gave us jung ho gung uh we gave you nick kingham so is is, is that a fair trade dan 
right now, I think the SK Wyverns would gladly take that uh, trade. <laughs> uh, he, he didn't take the Kingdom didn't take the win in the opening day start, but he put out a solid start. Again, it's opening day. It, it's been in unusual circumstances around the world, and especially in in Korea for him. So, I mean, for him to get a quality start out of three runs over seven innings, I think it was, or six innings, he got the quality start. He took the loss, but they're looking forward to this upcoming season with him. Yeah, and what's the what's the potential for the KBO? Uh, even with what's going on right now, uh, after say sports resume here in America, the KBO is going to be going back to what at this juncture? And uh, where is the league going to be a year from now, five years from now? Uh, maybe when we pick up the phone and, and have you back on the airwaves, Dan. I, I wonder what we're going to be talking about here as it pertains to the Korean baseball organization. Sure. Well, my, my hope as a fan that the KBO is able to obtain new fans here in the United States just simply through this deal with with ESPN. And now whether they retain them all, I highly doubt that when Major League Baseball comes back. But I mean, if, even if they retain one to two, that's one to two more that they would have never touched before this ESPN deal. Now, as to level of play, the level of play is only going to continue to get better within the KBO. Like I said, they have a small amount of talent to pull from, like 60 to 70 schools. But as more and more kids have seen the gold medals, they have seen the Little League World Series. Actually, some of those champions from the 2014 Little League uh, World Series champions, they are they're on, they are currently on some KBO rosters or in their minor league organization. More and more kids see that. More and more kids are starting to play baseball over there. So the talent level is going to start increasing. And not only that, just among the Korean community, I think now the KBO has been shown that it is a league where some guys like a Nick Kingham can come over, establish themselves again, and then, you know what, it's not a retirement league. Once, you're, once you do well in the KBO, you can be the next Josh Lindblom who turned this in his all-stars appearances in the KBO to a deal with the Milwaukee Brewers. So, I mean, guys that are coming over are not going to think, hey, this is the end of the road for me. This could just be another stepping stone to get back into the top league in the world, which is Major League Baseball. Yeah, and that's where I uh, asked that question from. I guess that's the genesis of it. it it's it's not a place where you go to die. It's a place where you go to revive your career or, or, or there's true opportunity there, and that's where the league has really transformed. Um do you see that the KBO may be amending some of the rules where they can allow more foreign players on their roster, or would that sort of cannibalize, you know, the uh, the, the 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 hometown feel that you still want to maintain uh, with you know Korean-born players playing in the Korean baseball uh, organization? Because as you mentioned earlier, for those just jumping in on the interview, uh, only three foreign players are allowed on each roster. Do you see those? Uh, numbers maybe being amended or rule changes down the pike to accommodate what I would like to think is is a good problem, more players coming from the States over to South Korea to, to, to look for that opportunity that the league provides. Yes, and that is a tug-of-war question that the league and teams go through um, every year. And in fact, the league has actually amended some of the rules for this. So, example, in 2022, I believe, they're going to start having a foreign player salary cap, meaning that all three of your players have to be under like $3 million, or by, I, I, that's just a number off the top of my head. It could be 3.5 or 4, but I want to say 3 million or 4 million, um, so that you know, you can sign a guy for a lot less money and sign two bigger guys, you know, for more money. They're going to have to be smarter with how they spend their money because right now there's not a salary cap um, as a whole for those three foreign players. Then in 2023, they're going to allow uh, KBO teams to sign minor league players for their minor league system. 
So again, there's going to be a max of how much you could pay a guy, but if you could, you could find maybe a guy that's in double A or single A that they want to kind of maybe um, develop or just come over, and he wants to come over, take the chance to come over, and I think the max on that's going to be three hundred thousand to come over, play a season only in the minor leagues of Korea, and then maybe they want to sign him next year, cheaper contract possibly. Um, that is what's going to happen in 2023 because teams yeah. basically That's started saying we're spending too much money. <laughs> and so well, they're trying to figure out ways to keep, their, keep the money down but also have foreign players there. So oh that's boy. one of the ways. All right. Well, uh, there, there's going to be a team called the Pirates then over there in the KBO before too long, Dan. Hey, Dan, I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah, thank you so much, and we'll catch up with you down the road. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.